0: overkill, profusion, excess, surplus, too much, abundance. When it comes to the body of Christ, God is just a big show-off, heaping spiritual gifts on His people in an embarrassment of riches.
1: I'm Laura Pace. And I'm Jessica Denny. You're listening to Embarrassment of Riches, where we explore the wisdom, passion, power, and grace that God has showered on the women of Dallas Bible.
0: Hi, welcome to Embarrassment of Riches. Tonight we have Raven Atchison with us. Raven, hi, we're so glad you're here. Hi, Thanks for having me. Laura, are you glad Raven's here? I'm glad.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm here too
2: my favorite intro yet. <laughs> no, that one was good. good.
0: That's That's good. 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 We're,
2: we're moving right along. Well Raven why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? I am a Texas girl so I've lived here my whole life. Um, was born in Amarillo but essentially grew up north of North of Dallas in the colony. Uh huh. Um, some people have asked me if that's a cult. It is not. Just, <laughs> just, <laughs> just literally, someone... I've heard Terrell is a cult. Terrell, yeah. <laughs>
1: that that city of Terrell, the
2: city of Terrell.
1: Right. No, we are
2: the colony, the city by the lake, is what mm-hmm. it was advertised until the lake um, went away. So grew up there, and um, even school and everything. Lived in Texas my whole life. So,
0: and by your shirt, I assume you are an Aggie. That is
2: correct. Whoop! Um, class of 07 Oh, you're oh, she's so young. A youngin, you're I young.
1: I uh, was the class of 03, but not really. I was the class of 01, and I took a few big victory laps. Um so <laughs> you grew you were in the colony with both your parents?
2: Yes. Okay. And a younger sister?
1: What was life like in the not Atchison home? Garrett. Garrett yeah, home. Garrett
2: was my maiden name. Um it was uh, pretty normal. We I mean both my parents were there. My dad has worked out at American Airlines since I can remember, so we actually got to fly a lot as a kid, I don't think, I think that was kind of a unique experience, got to go to, um, you know, Antigua, and Islands, oh, wow. and all, kind of all over, you know, just elementary school, and middle school, because the flight benefits were so good, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so younger sister, we played sports, uh, I played volleyball, ended up playing volleyball at Texas Tech. You don't say. Yeah, Does the height give it away? <laughs> you played volleyball at Texas Tech? I did, and then wow. I transferred to a so, um, wow, yeah, that's so amazing. we were busy, busy family.
1: And life, what, what was life like?
2: We, um, I mean, I always did really well in school. I, I actually enjoyed school. I still really enjoy shopping for school supplies. And I'm trying to think of a career where I can just go to school. I just my mouth a little bit. Sorry, and I'm get distracted. Paid. I know it's the worst. <laughs> I know. Um, so... That the biggest was, blessing that in my <laughs> life
1: is that the PTA will put together a pack of school supplies and I can pay $45 and it's done. Well,
2: what the fun part is shopping for what you want, not what you need. There's mm. a difference. Mm. So, I get that. Plus, I think it's different on this end. I mm-hmm. had a near it's, panic moment
0: when Kristen Bontz texted me. Thank goodness Kristen Bontz was in charge of school supplies at Mohawk this year because she texted me, like, the day before school started or maybe two days before... Did you intend to buy school supplies for Lydia and Hank? Because I just have ones for Hank. Oh, like, gosh. Oh, gosh. gosh. <laughs> yes. Yes. Please don't make me go to Staples. or like, um, what are you saying right now? And so luckily she had an extra sixth grade pack, but I was like, oh my oh my God. I am Good. not like you. I don't want to do it. I've never done it because I've been spoiled my whole children's career of school. Yeah, you
1: owe her. Oh, I do. I do. I That's just amazing. like them for myself. Like, so yes. buying like the new, <laughs> the nice new <laughs> the, pens like, and the puffy, and notes and new like fresh yeah, those puffy notes.
0: little pencil packets have they that are like kind of like that, you know, like noodly carpet
2: material. I don't have any I clue what you're I, talking I about. Haven't right right now. Oh, I haven't
0: seen those. Oh, I don't know how to describe it, Lydia. So my
2: daughter's wanted, not. Wanted pet it. Yeah, she's not in school yet, so I haven't had that experience. Um, one more
1: one more year. Of, one more of year. School.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Buy it to the PTA. I will. I've learned blessing. through lots
2: of people that that's the way to go.
1: <laughs> so childhood was... Normal.
2: Just felt um, normal. Yeah. I, um, we, so I my dad was Methodist. My mom was Baptist. So we kind of dabbled in both. Um, club volleyball, school. My mom was, you know, a big PTA lady. Um one unique fact is that my dad was actually the one that would French braid our hair because he learned how to tie knots in Boy Scouts. Nice. And um, he didn't have boys, so he French braided our hair. Oh, That's wow. Really cute. Was so he good at it? He was really good at it, yeah. Nice. Yeah. How did you come to know Christ? I remember... Um, it's weird because I remember having a conversation with the pastor. I was... I don't know how old I was, but I'm guessing... Sixth or seventh grade or younger, just based on the house that I I can visualize, um, and so that's when I was baptized. I don't actually remember the baptism, but that's when I you know accepted God into my life, and it was just sort of something that um, felt really right at the time. And my grandparents played a big part in conversations I had with them with faith, but it wasn't really I would say until the last five years or so that I sort of went from this kind of abstract. Christianity or knowledge of God to like an actual relationship and daily walk.
0: What do you think changed like five years ago? What
2: I went to a Bible church <laughs> for the first <laughs> time. I think that's really what it was. Um, I you know I always had kind of these moments where things would happen to me and I didn't take them as coincidence. Um, just growing up, examples of I mean crazy things. Like my my grandfather wasn't sick, um, but two nights before he passed away, we had a conversation about what he thought heaven might be like, and then he passed away in his sleep. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, when you don't take things like that as a coincidence, it just solidifies your faith a little bit more. Sure. But then, um, you know, through high school and college, I didn't really have any, I don't want to say like reason to go to church, but I was just kind of stable. I didn't have anything really crazy happening one way or another and kind of drifted and it wasn't a daily walk um, or daily part of my life and then some friends kept inviting me to church. It was actually um, McKinney Bible Church in Fort Worth but I think they're changing their name so if you try to go it. it's confusing. Uh-huh. Because it's really confusing. People would show up there for a wedding. There a, no, There's a city of McKinney. Well, yes. There. And then, yeah. So they're changing mm-hmm. their name. <laughs> but, um, I remember the pastor there said something about, you know, God doesn't want to be there for just your highlights or your tragic times. He wants to be soundtrack of every part of your life Mm. and that's when it like clicked Mm. you may
0: not be able to see the face i just made because this is audio (laughs) what was the face about uh oh you did you did did, did the face not resonate with the visual audience either
1: no it was like part i I, like part
0: convicted
1: part disgusted i think i think that was picking up on a cheese factor
0: no it wasn't (laughs) a cheese factor at all, it was a semi. I think you you nailed it. It like it was part um, disgust and what else did you say?
1: Convicting conviction. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. it was
0: part <laughs> conviction, part right. disgust. Of sure. like, yeah, that's that sounds that sounds like what Jesus wants to do right. with us. Doesn't well, it's always <laughs> happened in my right. life either. Yeah. yeah.
1: And it is so true. I mean, never do I pray more than when I'm walking through something tragic or hard. Right, right. And, it certainly doesn't feel like a chore then. And I really, yeah, and I really don't mind, I don't mind being super thankful when something wonderful is happening. But just the day-to-day, it's, yeah, he's not in the soundtrack sometimes. Right, right. Mm-hmm.
2: I think especially when you're, you know, pretty self, you feel like you're, I mean, we've heard this from other people on the podcast, but just being self-sufficient mm-hmm. and think, oh, I can handle this on my own. hmm
1: so. Well, that's. I think I probably said this before, too. One of the um, points that Aaron made in one of his sermons that stands out to me most is that the idols we face in suburban North Dallas mm-hmm. are comfort and safety. And convenience. And, and convenience. That's yeah. what it was. Comfort and convenience. And it's so true. I mean, it's so... It, life is just... I mean, there are hard things that happen... But as far as when we're going to get our next meal, having fresh water, being provided for, life is just not that hard. And it's really easy to keep that as a... I don't like it when you say
0: that to me. That also seems to be a recurring theme in this podcast is that like
1: comfort isn't (laughs) vital. I keep
0: feeling like... You know, I just, I feel like people keep saying that. For our but, listening
1: audience, just air-quoted around comfort, yes, yeah, isn't
0: Yes, that's right. And at, that is reminding me, I just said, I don't like it when you say that to me. When I was my, when I was, I guess, a teenager, my little cousin, Garen, who was like about five, if you ever said no to him or like denying a request, he would always say, I don't like it when you say that to
2: me. <laughs> like, I, I feel you, Karen. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't like it when you say that to me. My yeah. daughter has said, I don't want to hear you right now. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I bet you don't. <laughs> My kids say, I don't
1: like it when you make that face at me <laughs> when I'm upset because I think it's not pretty. I haven't looked in the mirror to confirm that, but I think it's not pretty. So you started going or were you going to that church or were you visiting that church
2: i visited but then started going okay for that pretty okay. regularly and how'd you end up at
0: dallas bible
2: um from mckinney bible in yeah. fort worth yeah, yeah in fort worth <laughs> to be specific
1: fort so worth i
2: got a new job and it was in downtown dallas and the commute from fort worth to dallas wasn't going to happen um so we moved to oakland and i just started kind of shopping for churches near our new place um We weren't quite sure if we were going to live closer to downtown because that's where I worked or kind of closer to this Richardson, North Dallas area just because we liked, you know, the schools Schools. in the area. And so um, I had originally looked at the village, which ironically most of the people in my life group also at some point had tried to go to the village. (laughs) Um,
1: We used to go to the village. It's this weird
2: connection. Um, And I got there 15 minutes early which apparently is 20 minutes late because there was nowhere to park Mm -hmm. and it was just crowded and so I had driven by Dallas Bible and was coming over here for brunch anyway so I thought, I'll just look it up. And I think that was the same day that uh, they hired Zane full time Mm -hmm. and he gave sort of his welcome speech and it was so awesome how passionate he was about the kids that it just felt like home from day one and so I just started and... How long ago was that? that It'd be two years in January.
1: Excuse me, in okay. January. <clears> okay. <throat> okay. And so you already had Morgan. Yes. It wasn't pre-Morgan. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, can you tell us a time in your life that God showed up in a big way?
2: Um, yeah. So, He, I would say currently. <laughs> um, yeah. I. So, I, we had our 10-year wedding anniversary <clears throat> in June. Um, but my husband and I have been separated for a year and I would even just looking back at getting to Dallas Bible, um, feel like it was sort of this safety net that Mm
1: -hmm.
2: God sort of built around me because he knew what was coming. Um, because literally like I started going January two years ago and that summer, a little over a year ago, um, my husband moved out Mm -hmm. and by that time I was already plugged into a life group. Um, I had already been like just growing and mm-hmm. reading the Bible and just kind of really trying to figure out, it's funny how you don't really try to figure out what God really says until you start going to a Bible church that okay. encourages you to open your Bible. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, <laughs> it's sort of it's crazy that way. And so, um, so I'd really sort of been growing in that and, you know, just before that even happened, hearing testimony and stories and just being able to look back and see how God prepared me for the storm that was coming and then just sort of being, um, the constant peace in the storm. That's still Mm -hmm. sort of going. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. So walking through the separation and, and seeing how God had equipped you, not that that made it easier. Right. Um, you know, I, I, know you personally outside of the podcast. Um, so I know that, that's been really hard um but to 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 be able to look back and with that hindsight see oh that's why that's that's happened or that's why that's in place or to have that community around you when you're walking through something that can feel very isolating
2: yes yeah and I think that was a big part of it was I mean just so many things and like I said earlier life's a little bit more fun or more um stable or satisfying when you don't really look at things as a coincidence Mm -hmm. and just looking back at the timeline, I mean I had a really good friend who lived out of state, she moved back uh, you know about a year before all this happened and we had re-sparked our friendship where we were talking every day Mm -hmm. Um, so when he moved out she was at my front door like that night and Mm -hmm. that wouldn't have happened you know, a couple years Mm -hmm. ago um, because she was in Tennessee and then just knowing the The job situation, I have so much more grace with my current job position than I would Mm -hmm. have had at my old job Mm -hmm. and just being able to, you know, function and balance work and personal life and just having a work environment that, um, that makes that easier. Mm -hmm. You know, not easy, but easier. And Mm -hmm. being able to look back and I can't really make sense of why exactly all this is happening or how it's going to turn out, but it does help. It's just a level of comfort and peace to be able to see that he's had his fingerprints and all of this mm-hmm. the whole time. Mm.
1: So. And I think that's something I've noticed in you is how you have maintained that perspective. And I, I didn't know you at, when, um, at the beginning of, of this journey, right. but that you've maintained that perspective throughout You have not wavered from wanting to see what God's doing, wanting to be aware of those fingerprints, and wanting to walk the path that he has for you, Mm -hmm. um, and that you've been so committed to that. In the face of probably people saying, encouraging you to maybe do something different sometimes.
2: Yeah, Yeah. so I, um, and I think people mean it well.
1: Of you know, I think... Sure, sure.
2: And people... And, and that's sort of what I've noticed is, you know, everybody wants... Um, everybody wants to be happy. I mean, everybody wants to be happy. That's not a bad thing. Um, but it can't be, like, the end all. You know, they, that can't be the number one goal because... I don't like they, what you're saying to me. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> Jessica's
0: like, you're never coming back to my house ever again.
2: Now that tease me. I just... I don't know. I mean, like, obviously... Waiting this out is not the happiest mm. of occasions, but when I sort of and I and I think people encourage me to you know move on or be happy, people or, find comfort
1: in the period. Let's close this yes, chapter and see yes. what the next chapter is because
2: at least is. it's not unknown. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, it just all along, it's been you know, what does God want me to do in this situation? Um, anytime I've thought about closing this door for the sake of closure it does not feel peaceful mm-hmm. um and i'm type a mm-hmm. okay, i'm i went to law school mm-hmm. i'm slightly ocd um like my cabinets are ridiculous like my plot, i mean so the unknown i don't is like what scary. you're saying right now <laughs> <The unknown laughs> don't come to my scary. house <laughs> um
1: you like to since, have your ducks in a row
2: yes but i've since learned that I don't really care about that anymore. So it's just kind of funny how when you realize how little control you have over Mm. anything, that the things that, you know, I can control, I just don't really care that much Mm -hmm. about controlling It put a lot of
1: things in perspective. It
2: really did. Um, And I think, um, you know, I joke with people, uh, we've, you know, talked about how I'm a baby, because I'll be 34 on Sunday. Well, I guess I'll be 34 by the time this airs. Um, But... I do feel like I have an old soul, like um, Steve. Like Steve, <laughs> I know. I literally thought Steve was like a ten-year-old
1: dog, um, and so no, he just looks homeless and old. Yeah,
2: he's really a weep <laughs> up, a little homeless. Um, so I don't know. I guess in a weird, ironic way, it's sort of fitting that I'm being asked to have the faith of a sixty-year-old woman mm-hmm. at the ripe age of thirty-four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so I don't know. It's been it's been comforting also to know that people are noticing, um, j- just that I'm handling it different. Because I think that mm-hmm. we're supposed to be, you know, the fish streaming, the fish swimming against the stream, mm-hmm. right, and not just follow. Um, well, and
1: you're you're stepping out of you're stepping away from a culture that says, find, you know, go find yourself, find who you are, make yourself right. happy, pursue pursue your own individuality and you know mm-hmm. that's that that can be hard to to bump up against yeah um so you're going counterculture right and yeah people are going to notice that
2: well and i think especially um because i am in the legal field too there's a lot of underlying it's always been sort of a good old boys club mm. um career and so for me to be a woman who um Refuses, I guess, in a way to give up on my marriage. Mm -hmm. Um, And he'd filed for divorce and it was finalized actually about two months ago. So Mm -hmm. to be a woman who is divorced but still wearing her wedding ring, still hoping for her husband and Mm -hmm. rooting for that Mm -hmm. is very Mm countercultural in the women and let's be equal and kind of mentality. I mean, I think a lot of people. Um, can look at it as sort of a doormat-type mm. issue. Um, but you do, you do not put out that vibe. You do well, not put yeah. out
0: that... And so your divorce is final.
2: Yeah, okay. Um, two months ago. And
0: yeah, that. so, I mean, talk about counter culture. Uh,
2: to, to still yeah. desire yeah. reconciliation through that. To still, to that. still
0: re- desire reconciliation, to still acknowledge, and I'm not suggesting that that's the path that everyone... Has to do mm-hmm. sure um, because there may be situations where that wouldn't be the most appropriate or whatever thing, but but to acknowledge that God can still redeem things that like that God's desire is is reconciliation sure. often and and it's that you don't have to just give mm-hmm. up either.
2: Yeah, and I yeah. feel like it's sort of a moment to um uh, you know if I read the Bible and I say that it's true. And I believe that it's true, then, you know, i I think I'm being asked to live like I believe it's true right now. And if I'm going to go around and say reconciliation is possible mm-hmm. and redemption is possible, um, then why would, you know, why do I want to close that door right mm-hmm. now? And I, and I feel really, um, and Laura knows this, that I've just, from two days after he moved out, just really felt called to wait, to mm-hmm. wait this out, um, you know, I've had dreams and hopes and daydreams and all kinds of just vibes about this sort of not only, you know, just reviving my husband and our marriage. And so we kind of move past that, you know, Mm -hmm. um, and a lot of people don't understand that. And I, you know, I work with a lot of people that some are believers and some aren't, but they're asking a lot of questions because of this and not necessarily just, you know, why are you doing that? Which is the obvious question. Um, but you know, there's a coworker specifically who has asked me just questions about God in general. And and I don't um, work with people that don't believe because they're terrible people. Sure. They're like more politically correct and Christianity can seem very narrow. Um to you know because it literally says this is the only way uh-huh. and we um what's narrow about it's that It's so something? narrow. Um but I love that Aaron you no know, Aaron says but the grace is so wide uh-huh. and I think that that is something that people don't understand if they haven't had that experience and so um I also have a weird sense of humor with all of this. So I'll just say going back I remember screaming The Oceans song by Hillsong. Mm, I love that song. um, On a bright sunny day and singing it at the top of my lungs, and I would just say, Beware, because um, at the time I thought, I can't really share my faith because I haven't had a rough childhood. I haven't had to lean on God for anything huge, and I'd said that to a mentor, and then, um, you know, two years later, after saying that and belting that song out, Mm -hmm. it's funny that God's kind of like, okay, well, I'll take you out here uh-huh. and see and uh-huh. see what happens. Um, so, anyway. And it's funny,
1: when you said that um, you felt called to wait, mm-hmm. I was just about to say you have been diligent and faithful in waiting on the Lord. And, yes. And, and just really um, consulting Him for your every next move. And at times, I think for people that love you, for people that know you, it can be painful because it does it puts you in harm's way it puts you it it puts you in very emotionally vulnerable mm-hmm. positions and still you persist and and continue to wait and yeah. and and do things that you think you've been called to do that he's called you to do mm-hmm. um which is really cool and again just so um not what it's not normal. the 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 world preaches around. <laughs> right. this. No, they
0: can't wrap their brain right. around I mean, they can't wrap their brain around not immediately divorcing someone that right. has an affair. So, right. the idea of of waiting on mm-hmm. someone
1: mm-hmm. Right. Well, and that, that's what so to, so to to um even I think the Christian community Yeah. can can go. Okay, you've done. You've done your due diligence. Mm-hmm. You stayed the course. Yes, you. You did what God called you to do. He, you know, it's time to move right. into the next chapter of your life. And you're. You, I'm sure you're like. Yes, yes and amen. <laughs> yes, but that's not what God's telling me to do. Right. So, um, like Don said, I'd rather be right in the center of the storm than anywhere else. Yeah. So if He wants me in the center of the storm, that's where I'm going to be. Yeah, which is a great testament to your to your faith and and how strongly God has called you.
2: And it's I mean it's hard to wait. And mm-hmm. I you know and you it was sweet of you to say that I haven't wavered. And and I think overall I haven't. But um, you know I'm cool and calm and collected right now. But there are plenty of times where it is screaming sure. and how much longer and. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in that, I feel like there is just a, a bigger sense of peace and waiting it out then you know, mm-hmm. moving on for the sake of closure.
1: Well, can I ask you a question that we did not discuss before? Um, because I think it would be good for our listeners. <laughs> so in moments, you know, we all have moments where we're really, we're angry at God.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, why are you not hooking this up right now? Right. I've, I've done what you've said to do. I've walked mostly unwavering in the path that you had for me. Why are you not... Getting me what I want, essentially. Yeah. What have those moments been like for you, and what do you think kind of brings you back to what you're called to do?
2: Um, well, I think I've learned a couple of things through that. And, and one is that my first tendency is to call a friend mm-hmm. and say, why is this happening? Why mm-hmm. is this going on? And just, um, you know, vent. And in moments where nobody's been available, Mm -hmm. those have been the moments where I'm sort of like alone on my bedroom floor and just completely raw and honest and open about it. And, you know, it's hard. I still struggle with that. I still struggle with feeling like I feel very confident that I know that God is going to use. I mean, I know that God will use this for good. I feel confident that, I sort of have a glimpse of what that good is going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the truth is I don't really know. I just kind of know what I feel in my bones right mm-hmm. now. And and I feel like I've been in prayer enough and in the Word enough to feel like my and done freedom prayer, so that you guys confirmed that I'm not crazy, um, that what I want does line up. It aligns with, you know, what God wants and what mm-hmm. He likes to see and what He can do. Um... But for me, I think it's just been learning to to let go even more. So in the moments of feeling like I'm doing what you want me to do, um, I'm waiting this out. I'm I feel like I'm doing all of the right things. I haven't gotten on dating websites or you know I'm just I'm just trying to really stay the course. Um, what helps me is to think, and I'm going to say this, and you're probably going to throw up in your mouth because it sounds great, but it's really hard. To do, you know, in practice, but about just how much I don't see. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, and that's what I have to remind myself is that there might be somebody that needs to hear this podcast before mm-hmm. God intervenes. There might be someone at the grocery store who needs to see a little piece of this story. Like there just might be other mm-hmm. pieces in play mm-hmm. that I'm not privy to that, you know, or people's hearts that have to change, you know, mm-hmm. to, you know, because People that love me and hate that I'm going through this, so maybe mm-hmm. it's a softening of the hearts around us mm-hmm. or just sort of building this audience so that when it does happen, that's one more person that got reached or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I have to tell myself that on repeat. Sure, because that's a natural big ask prayer. Mm-hmm. That, that,
0: like, for God to change this story, Mm-hmm. Yeah, would be I mean, would be an obvious an mm-hmm. obvious place of him stepping in, right? That mm-hmm. this isn't coincidence. That this isn't just you know things work. You know, right. It's mm-hmm. like no, a door was closed, mm-hmm. and then he opened. Yeah,
2: it. it's literally nothing that I am doing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've read all the books and you know try to learn what right things to say or do mm-hmm. or research counseling websites or whatever. And um, yeah, it's it. it When this happens, it's going to be very clear and obvious that it wasn't me. You mean you can't control other people? Isn't that weird? It took me a long time to learn that. Sure wish I could. Don't tell my daughter. (laughs) She she thinks I can. (laughs) Keep that up. No,
1: I love that. Um, And it is so true. There's so much that we can't see that he has in store. Um, And. In ways that can make you deeply convicted, but it doesn't make it easier. Yeah. Um, so I think those moments where you're screaming on the floor are understandable um, for what you've walked through. I mean, it's not, I'm sure it's not how you envisioned things going. Right. I almost said how things turned out, but we don't know how they're going to turn sure. out. Um, and I, you know, I, I was fortunate enough to be part of your Prayer team, so I know um, just where your heart is with what you're praying for, and um, and and how deeply convicted you are to continue to wait, and in, in the face of whatever the culture throws at you, mm-hmm. and um, that's, a, that's it's really cool. I mean, because that is convicting throw up in mouth perspective to go. <laughs> there's so much I don't know. Yeah, and so for me to ask. Of this specific thing you certainly can but we're not guaranteed it and and to ultimately know he has what's good for us Mm -hmm. um planned yeah if we're walking according to his purposes
2: and I just and I think that helps too because you know life is hard and I guess I just kind of look at it as if I'm not if I don't have a trust or a hope that he's in control, if I don't really believe that and act mm-hmm. like that and rest in that piece of that, then, mm-hmm. you know, I, I can't even imagine what I'd be saying or thinking or doing mm-hmm. right now. So just a puddle or yeah. you'd be on a dating website. Yeah. Or maybe multiple yeah. dating websites. Yeah. Multiple dating websites <laughs> uh-huh. and the puddle. Yes.
1: yes. Both. Yeah. But, but, but the puddle would be swiping.
2: Yeah. Swiping right. right. Swiping.
0: right. swiping right. That's true. And uh, the puddle on the floor.
1: Very true, well, I'm looking through our questions here, I feel like any of them would be kind of pointless because you kind of hit all of our our big our big questions
2: over prepared yeah right. <laughs> yeah, because I sent you
1: the questions so far in advance. I'm an avid
2: listener. Uh-huh. I knew it was coming. <laughs>
1: um, well, tell us quickly before we end um, if you do have a specific big ask prayer, um, which you know maybe it's yeah. obvious to us, but maybe not
2: um. Yeah, I, so my husband is not, you know, walking with God right now, so the obvious big ask prayer is for his salvation, um, but I'm sort of a, a dreamer, mm-hmm. so, you know, I really just, um, I want a, a revival. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's sort of my big ask prayer, and um, we have a lot of friends and family. Some are believers, some are not, um, some are deeper in their faith if they are believers than others and a lot of that didn't wasn't obvious to me until all of this happened and I sort of saw that I was leaning on God and maybe others didn't do that in a time mm-hmm. of crisis and so um, because this door has been shut and because I'm not in control of any of it I feel like if my husband has a heart change and comes to know God and our marriage is Redeemed and restored. I just feel like it would sort of spread, mm-hmm. um, just in not only in our circle, but just kind of you know filter out to mm-hmm. his coworkers and my coworkers and everyone that's watching. I feel like yeah. there's an audience of sorts, and um, and I want this suckiness to, yeah. you know,
1: be an opportunity for God to show off. Yes,
2: to really show off in mm-hmm. a big way. Um, so,
1: can you tell us quickly how Morgan is doing? through all of it?
2: She, um, I think is doing okay. She's my only kiddo and she's, she just turned five. And so a lot of times I don't know if it's, you know, stressful for her or if it's just a normal five year old Mm -hmm. kid thing. Um, but you know, I think, you know, that's something that we do really well is we both tell her how much we love her Mm -hmm. and we spend a lot of time with her. The time spent with her is very equal um, he's an amazing dad, and he really yeah. wants to be a, a part of her life in a big way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think she feels loved and secure even though life is very different than mm-hmm. what she's known. Um, you know, I think she's never felt like she has to choose mm-hmm. one of us over the other or love one of us more mm-hmm. and She, um, she's just a pretty, she's just an awesome kid. So, I mean, she's happy, and she jokes, and she's funny, and she's smart. Super confident. She's really confident. Comfortable with herself. Yeah. She doesn't know any strangers Uh at all. So, I think
0: she's doing okay.
2: Good.
0: Well, we really appreciate you sharing your story with us, and I have been praying for you, but I'm, I am excited to continue to pray, um, for you and for your marriage,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and um, that God really will show off here. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes our idea of how He shows off is different from how He shows off. But I feel mm-hmm. like He really is going to honor um, your obedience in this, mm-hmm. and, and like your obvious listening to Him. Um, mm-hmm. That's that. I, it's it's really cool, and I, and. Um, it is sort of neat how he uses stories like this to kind of blow the doors off for other people, too, mm-hmm. to kind of like, you know, I, we haven't released Caroline's yet, but by the time this, yours is, we will. <laughs> but, I mean, a Caroline Reddick's story, too, it was, you know, sh- she has she has this story that it feels like it's bleak. It yeah. feels like this is the end, and God turns it around. Yeah. And um, I, I love it when he does it, and I love that you're trusting that he can do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think he's already showing off, um, just in your response to um, this tough stuff that you're that you're walking through, and um, so what regardless is... of the outcome of whatever he can see to me, it's already a win. Yeah. For him, which is really cool that yeah. that your life is being used in that way. So you should just love this. Oh, you should I love Just it.
0: love right. all
2: of this. Mister because... Making T-shirts. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> but what, but what a what a neat gift you're giving to your daughter. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a really cool
2: gift. Yeah.
0: For her it to is. be able to see her mom, just really just trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you. Just sit and wait. That's so hard. Mm-hmm. Um, for almost anyone to mm-hmm. do.
2: Yeah. People used to tell me they thought I was really patient, and um, apparently I can learn to be even more patient. <laughs> is, is what I've learned. I got it, got it. I got it.
1: I am patient. So, can we yeah. hook it up now? What's the next step? No, it's a gift. It's a gift that you've given us too, and 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 like um, some of our other um, guests, to share something that you're going through now um, is really brave. And so thank you so much for coming on. Yeah,
2: thank you for having me.
1: Well. Um,
0: Thanks for joining us on Embarrassment of Riches. We'll see you next time.